This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. You're listening to All Things Azeroth, episode 724, Infinite Pirate Dragon. Today's sponsor is Audible. Get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. Nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. We're also sponsored by Amazon Music Unlimited. Check them out at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsas, where they have over 70 million songs across all different styles. Again, that's getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsas to get your free trial today. Coming to you from the exotic land known as Canada, eh? You're listening to another episode of All Things Azra. Now we present your awesome hosts, the always stalwart and honorable Maedros, the commander of the fell and master of demons, Death, the non-vegan meat shield, my warrior brother, Toasty, and the high priestess of the Everlight, Owie. She ain't from Canada, but it'll work. It's the internet. Just go with it. They are bringing you your news from the world of Warcraft. This is All Things Azeroth. And welcome back to All Things Azeroth, your World of Warcraft podcast. And first, Ali, did I say it right? Did I say it with enough emphasis? That was good. That was good. I mean, okay. I focus more on the the other instance we'll talk about later, but that felt, okay. it felt good. Felt good. Okay. Well, Pirate Dragon Queen Ali, how are you doing today? Oh, my dear Lord. That's awesome. That is now my name. Hi. I'm good now. <laughs> I'm good. I'm super happy to be here to geek out about BlizzCon with friends and uh, t- kind of, you know, get over some of the BlizzCon blues that happen sometimes, even when it's a virtual BlizzCon, you know, it's, I miss my friends. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Uh, we also have Toasty. Hey, Toasty. How you doing, bud? Toasty. Toasty. Are you muted? Hello. <laughs> yeah, he's muted. Oh, uh, time for a drink. Those nights. Time for a drink, guys. Yeah, it's drink time. And uh, I'm, I'm that laughter. Okay. <laughs> good, good. Uh, that laughter you heard. Uh, we couldn't get him on before BlizzCon line, but we got him on after. Welcome back to the show, bro. Uh, so toasty. Yeah. I. I just want you to know that uh, if you check your mailbox, uh, there, there should be a, a nice, good tanking axe there for you. Uh, <laughs> to go with the shield that you have, good sir. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's... that's I, I Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, if only I had tanking <laughs> trinkets, then I could yeah. fulfill yeah, that you can, dream. You can tank without those. That's an excuse. How's your connection there, Toasty? Sorry, pretty good. Uh, huh? What? Huh? Yeah. Is it? What? What was that? Large fry pie, large coffee. Okay, you got it. I want fries. <laughs> Hi, Medros. <laughs> Medros Duskforge, my good old buddy and friend. How is that warlock alt doing? It's been a long time since I've heard how that's going. <laughs> I'd sit on a boat with the Old Spice guy. <laughs> really old joke, guys. You probably what don't you understand gonna... it. Most of you, anyways. When are you going to hit Renown 40 with that Warlock there? 
Um, never? It's a shame. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all a shame. Trust me on that. Aww. Uh, well, that... Thank you for having me on uh, for for this show. It's, it's it's always a pleasure to to be on here and uh, to uh, to to playfully torment uh, the 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 co-host of my choice. I, I can't torment Allie for like the entirety of this episode because she and I are I- infinite pirate dragons are our spirit beasts. Yes, and we have a connection. That th- that is just we have a connection, yes. and, and so special. Yeah. That, that cannot be broken. Yes, it is. I agree. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so All I'm right. going to do a show like a lot of enthusiasm for Infinite Pirate Dragon and the tanking references will stop. Is that what I'm is that what I'm hearing? Because like yeah. I, I can totally stand the Infinite Pirate Dragon. <laughs> okay. Okay. That that works. That works. It's a good first step. All right. It's a good first step. I'll, I'm going to start making pins and and uh, and little badges and hats and all that. I'll even I'll make an infinite nice. pirate dragon jersey. Nice, Don't nice. Will you like wear that. the eye patch? I mean, if you wear the eye patch, you're you're locked in. I mean, you can't you can't be you can't be an infinite pirate dragon stand without the eye patch. It just it, it's, it's physically true. impossible. In Accurate? fact, you should go the extra step and make make it so that the eye patch is actually necessary. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Uh. BlizzCon line happened. Uh. Th- th- that that's a thing. I I feel almost as mentally exhausted from this past weekend as I would normally be from a, a BlizzCon weekend, like going there in person, and that's weird. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, <clears throat> was, there was a lot to take in. I mean, every, all the things happened, and yeah, it was crazy. It was. So uh, if if I seem a little tired or whatever t- today, it, it's because, man, I've just, I've got that post-BlizzCon line blues. Uh, what, what, what can I say? I don't know. I, I will say I... It was a little weird doing the experiencing the whole BlizzCon line thing and realizing that, man, there is no one. Uh, everyone's watching the virtual ticket this year. No hugs are being exchanged at all, and that was kind of sad. Yeah. But uh, one one can hope that uh, whether it ends up being this year or next year, that uh, the, the hugs will return. All of them. I'm thinking next I want year. all of them. Yeah, probably next year. I, yeah. I'm thinking 2022 probably. Uh, is probably the next BlizzCon in yeah. person. And I think we'll do another virtual one in November. It gives everyone yeah. time to, you know, save up their money so they can go to the next one. Uh, save money. That's, that, that's you assume that fun. people didn't spend all their money on the merch that they released. <laughs> I mean, have you bought a Lich King helm lately? Uh, no, because I spend my money on something more important. Uh, like what? Obviously, it's not a hockey jersey, because that's Toasty's thing. A chair. <laughs> oh, okay. I... Wait, wait, did you say a chair? Not a frozen throne. <laughs> no, but you said a chair, right? Yes. Okay, how evil is this chair on a level of 1 to 10? 
because as Toasty knows, chairs can be insidious and evil creatures and usually end up being the big bad of D&D campaigns. (laughs) Nice Uh, nice reach, I love it. (laughs) To to my knowledge, uh, though I have not yet received said chair, uh, I do not believe there is any evil intent behind the chair. Okay. That you know of. So, so you're, you're trying to tell me it's just a chair. It has not been advertised as anything but a chair, correct. Do you believe him, Toasty? I don't know. It depends. How many legs does this chair have? Does it have three, four? Like, five. <laughs> are there armrests? Is it a high back, low back? <laughs> high back. What's around the chair? Arms? Uh, <laughs> as in, Toasty as gets in my me so office, much. <laughs> it'll be my office, uh, the same stuff that was around my current chair. Is there a rug under the chair? No. What about a trap door? <laughs> uh, you'll, need to, you'll need to roll for a, tra- a, a, a trap check, I believe. What is the... Ch- Make an investigation check. <laughs> what is the chair made of? Uh, <laughs> material... Plastic, metal, <laughs> no, cloth, really? stuffing, I don't know. <laughs> it's made of material, guys. Made of material. Well, that's just that's just insidious. Like, <laughs> yeah. Something is afoot. <laughs> it, it seems a bit sketch. All right. I, I will have to cancel that order and uh, order something else, I guess. It's not so sketch. Like a, an evil helm for, you know, a sword. I want it so badly. I, I do, can't too. can't justify that money, but I really want it. <laughs> I can't justify it either, and I don't think I'm going to be lucky out by getting a Christmas present for it this this year, so. Or a birthday present, I should say, because it's just a long way away. And I think I already sold out anyway, so whatever. There's definitely a moment this weekend where I had it in my shopping cart with some other stuff. Um, It's and a fanatic like, shop, I s- so I don't even go there anymore. Yeah, I, uh... I... I, I came dangerously close to spending money that I shouldn't have spent. I'm glad you didn't, then. Well, no, I did, but just not on that. <laughs> I, I, I opted not to spend money on that and just bought another expensive thing this weekend that wasn't a chair. <laughs> or uh, that wasn't a hockey jersey or a chair. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll start with Week and Wow, uh, or... Time and well, what have you been doing in WoW for the last little while? I saw you Torghast earlier. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm on layer eight, twisting corridors, you know, uh, t- trying to get that mount so that I can, you know, mount in the maw because it's the, the only mount that you can use in the maw for about seven more weeks. Um, <laughs> I think you mean like seven more months, but okay. Eh, we'll see, but. Yeah, so I'm trying to get Twisting Corridors Layer 8 done. I've soloed all the way through the first seven layers. And Layer 8's been a little tricky because it's one of those things where there are like two or three floors that are just absolute death traps where there is no way I can get through what's in front of me. Uh, The one that is the most troubling is if you get the Mortrigar layout. Uh, that's the the area where the when things die pools form at the creature's feet. Uh, if you get that layout and you get the level with the teleport portals and the and the platforms, so you uh, teleport from one platform to another. On layer eight, the aggro radius of the mobs is so wide 
that as soon as you teleport in, all the mobs on the platform aggro you. And if there are two elites on the platform, and on layer 8 almost every platform has two elites on it, yeah, you... you, you there's nothing you can really do about that. <laughs> you just get absolutely destroyed. Uh, the Void Walker, you know, held it off for all of about half a second. I could drop Infernals down on the pack. Uh, you know, I had like five Infernals dropping down at a time. But when you, you're fighting two Elites on Layer 8 near the... When you get to about Floor 14 or 15, those things do enough damage to just kill Infernals. It's uh, kind of crazy, so... I have now attempted layer 8 four, five times and have not made it to floor 18 yet. Oh, that's painful. Uh, it, it, there has been a good number of hours spent and more or less wasted in Torghast, but hey, I must be that masochistic because I've tried that many times and gotten nothing for it, so... Uh, that's me. That that has basically been my week in WoW. Has been Torghast, Torghast, and, and more Torghast. How about you, Ali? I did a whole bunch of ICC runs Sunday night because now that we do know we are going to eventually... I mean, I'm a worgen, so I'm, I'm privileged in that. You know, I can you know move around the Maw easily anyways. But once we get to the point that we can use our own mounts... And the inevitable return of Arthas one way or another. I want to ride up to his face while on Invincible and say bad names. That I won't repeat because <laughs> it is a clean show. Um, even though, you know, he's part of the reason why I got into the lore and, you know, whatnot. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I desperately, I really want Invincible. I want it for that moment because I want there to be some kind of interaction between Arthas and the person writing Invincible. And I want to be a part of that and experience it. Plus, it's just a cool mount. And so the, the itch it has grabbed me again. And I have to take care of that itch. It's painful. <laughs> but I'm going to get it eventually. <laughs> Other than that, I've been doing just the normal stuff. I finally made my... It's not my best in slot legendary. But it's the one that's helping the raid out the most. For Holy Priest. With my ability to resurrect myself and continue fighting without it being a b-res cost or just master zamra when we wipe uh, i made that at 235 with some torghast runs so that's good and yeah just doing you know the normal stuff still trying to get my frog soul shape much too to my chagrin i don't have it yet and i'm going to probably work on getting my death knight to 60 so I can do the Maldraxxus campaign because I'm kind of at that point where I'm mostly maintaining right now. I still will get an itch to make sure I get some certain rares I haven't killed yet or certain treasures or whatnot and keep working on a rep. But I'm kind of at that point where I, I finally feel like I'm in a good place for raiding that I can go plan alts without any guilt, which is good because I have so many things I want to see now. Yeah, that's about it. I'm going to let Toasty talk about raids, so. All right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, as of last week, we are 5 of 10 heroic. We got Inerva Darkvein yeah. down, which was super exciting. And uh, it's a shame Sarah wasn't with us last week because we got a bunch of great gear last week. And uh, he just wasn't able to 
to take part in that. Unfortunate, but you know, whatever. Uh, we 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 definitely tried to cheese Sun King by just having all the healers. Uh, I still we, was out of mana by halfway through that fight, though. <laughs> we, we, but we made it surprisingly far. Yeah. I was not expecting it to be that successful. And I think if we if we have a few more healers on our side, then that that might be a viable strategy for us. Uh, I do like cheese. Cheese is good. We didn't get to raid Thursday night because. Uh, Real life happened for a lot of people. A lot of people were sick, and like one, our our main tank lives in Texas, so wasn't a good time for her last week. And with Sarah away, you know, we weren't going to head into progression night with two off spec tanks. That's just not a viable thing. Uh, outside of that, I just did my love rocket runs and the campaign renowned stuff. I uh, did not manage to grab the love rocket, which was unfortunate, but whatever. Uh, but yeah, most of my most of my WoW related time was spent watching BlizzCon line. What about you, Medras? So uh, let's see here. Uh, hit my fourth exalted challenge rep on my main, so I now have all all the four main uh, reps as exalted. Um, nice. Really happy with that. That was. I wasn't really working towards it. It was it was just kind of like doing callings over and over. You know, eventually you're gonna hit that. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, I think it was Maldraxxus. It was last, I think. I can't remember though. Uh, it's on my Twitter, I'm sure. Um, and then uh, let's see what else. Uh, completed the campaign on my main. Uh, so. That was because of all because of BlizzCon line. Um, we'll talk more about the Im- why that would, in- would encourage me to do so uh, later on. Uh, did some low key group content. Uh, got an epic BOE. Um, got a, my got my first piece of gear on my main from a world boss. It was a I level two hundred seven hardened castle crushers uh, gloves, uh, which was a nice upgrade from a one seventy seven pair of gloves. So that was a couple extra I level. I hate you so much right now. Uh, okay. <laughs> you had to say you got a drop from a world boss. You, 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 this you, is the first world boss you, drop you know, I've gotten in this you know, expansion row. This expansion. You, you really know how to hurt me, don't you, Medros? Do, do you understand how many world bosses I have fought defeated since the launch of Shadowlands and how many drops I have seen from world bosses do you tell me how, how many drops I, have I seen from world bosses I'm going to guess zero because you get that's right zero well I then I'm just one ahead of you because I literally have received no drops from world bosses until today have you bought a lottery ticket today no you really should well my other characters have all gotten at least two so Wow. Okay. Anyways, just rub it in. Just rub it in. Yeah, I, I see yeah, how it fine. is. Okay. Yeah, just, fine. just yeah, totally rub it fine. in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my <sighs> I my main's eye level is now one ninety. I have six eye level one uh, two hundred plus pieces. Uh, and my DK got a memory and an eye level two hundred conduit today. So that was nice. 
Um, and then, yeah, that was pretty much my week in WoW. Not, not, not a whole lot to report. Um, I, I'll, I'll mention some other stuff after the, after the show. Uh, so on that note, um, let's talk about our first sponsor. So our new sponsor are the great folks over at Amazon Music Unlimited. You can check them out at getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsaz, where they have over 70 million songs, thousands of playlists and artists, including our artist this week. And we're going to continue with the featuring Winnipeg artists theme. And this is, this is uh, Mobina Galore. It's a like, power punk duo that if I had to compare them to a more popular band, I would compare them to Rancid. Um, if you check them out, I recommend the song Escape Plan. It's one of my favorite songs from them. Uh, but if you want to check them out or any other artists, I can go to getamazonmusic.com slash allthingsaz. And we'd like to thank them for their support of the show. So this week in WoW uh, is, is pretty quiet compared to last week where we had, you know, a lot of things. Uh, it's the Arena Skirmish event going from the 23rd to the 1st. And that, that's it. Uh, they, they they wanted to let us cool off a little bit after after this past weekend, so I can I can appreciate that. But speaking of what happened over the weekend, or over the last week, BlizzCon line happened, and there, there there's, there's a plethora of things to talk about come from that. Uh, so much so that we can't really talk about all of it in depth, so we're going to kind of highlight some of the th- major things. I mean, obviously, the announcement of the of the next patch, which definitely didn't come a day early. <laughs> uh, 9.1, 9. 9. Uh, the Chains of Domination. What What are you guys' thoughts on on what we're getting out of that? There's, there's, there's quite a few things that that we saw and um, the cinematic was fantastic so uh, first first about the leak did you guys do you guys hear what actually happened yes yes i i know the story uh, behind I, I i feel really bad for whoever put in 12 instead of 21 that's what i'm saying yeah yeah oh, feels man. real bad miss pandaria that was quite an expansion <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it was who who knew that Chains of Domination was the next patch for Mists of Pandaria? <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, I guess the, I mean the first thing is um, do do we kind of want to touch on the the major points of that patch? I guess right. So uh, we've got two of the two of the big things. Um, we, we're getting in terms of PVE content. We've got the new raid, the Sanctum of Domination. Ah, which is uh, I forget how many bosses that was. Now that was ten. Ten? Yeah, ten. Yep. Oh wow, yeah, ten boss raid, uh, <laughs> f- featuring some featuring some characters that we kind of saw coming, uh, and some that we may not have. Uh, Kel'Thuzad is going to be there. Uh, we're going to see what the Eye of the Jailer is exactly. I think all of us were kind of expecting Sylvanas to show up at one of these raids throughout the expansion at some point, and that this is where we're going to be throwing down with her. And if you, if you like Ro, um, have been throwing yourself at Torghast a lot and have fallen victim to the Terror Grew, you're you're gonna get you're gonna get some revenge there, Mister T. 
Now, to be fair, I have not fallen victim to the Terror Grew once in the entire expansion. When I get down to usually one life and I realize that it isn't happening, I just walk out the door. <laughs> Mr. T has not defeated me once yet. The the only time the the only thing I have against Mr. T is the one time in which I was on floor three of a Torghast run in Skoldus. And I'm going over to the the broker to, to buy some stuff, and I'm running by the wall, and there's Mr. T behind the gate, and he lurches forward and shakes the gate, literally scared the bejesus out of me. Like you son of a, mm. <laughs> he's only defeated me once, but it was a night where I really wanted Soul Ash, and I made the mistake of running a layer eight of something. I forget what it was now. When I was far too tired, that was a mistake. <laughs> okay, I can't, I can't wait. And seeing what's gonna happen with Sylvanas's story and all that, I'm sure it's not gonna finish with this. There's gonna be more to her that I think. Okay, what do you guys think is gonna happen? Oh, she's the final boss. She she's the final boss. We're absolutely gonna kill her. I mean, I mean, she she's just cannon <laughs> father, right? She's uh, the end bo end boss of a second raid. Uh, she's gonna she's gonna die. It's gonna not have a whole lot of fanfare to it. It's not gonna be a big major event, and we're just yeah, gonna just move like on to just like Jaina, right? Jaina was the second second was the last boss in the second tier. Yeah, yeah. There, there you go. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna take Sylvanas down to five percent, and then she's going to whoosh, puff in a puff of smoke, and then we'll see her in the the next raid or expansion or whatever. I don't know. Or, or we're gonna get her down to that point, and then the jailer is going to come in and kill her because she is one of his tools, and he mm. has no more use for her now that he has Anduin. And and then maybe we get some kind of glorious something or other cinematic of epic proportions. I personally can't wait to see the moment when Tyrandus <laughs> kills Seals. <laughs> she she's totally going to some I, at some I, point. I think if you're so, my serious answer is I think the final fight with J with Sylvanas. I almost said Jaina uh, with Sylvanas. Ends, you take her down to like three or five or ten percent, whatever. She's going to pull a Lich King move, one shot everybody like we were nothing, and there'll be some RP. The jailer will see, oh, you took care of them, well done. I'm gonna head off and do my next thing. And then after the jailer walks away, Sylvanas is gonna res all of us and say, okay, now that he's gone, here's what's really going on. This is what you have to do. That could be. I can see that. See, when you, when you when you said that she's gonna pull a Lich King kind of thing and she kills us all at the last minute, I thought you were gonna lead, follow it up with and Uther's gonna gonna gonna, gonna no and no no. You see, that would be Anduin. Like if we're gonna go, if we're gonna mirror the Lich King fight, Anduin would be like standing by in the armor and stuff like that, and then Sylvanas does the Lich King move, and then Anduin just breaks free of control over the armor. And goes all Super Saiyan and kills Steel Sylvanas. Sidebar: 
um, when 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 the press kit mm. was was released early, and I I just saw the picture. I didn't see the 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 title for the picture. I I straight up thought that that was Arthas, and then I then I looked back again, like, oh no, wait, that oh okay, that's Speaking that's interesting of, though. Um, uh, one huh. thing we've kind of glossed over is, I mean, here we are talking about the raid and stuff like that, but the way we got introduced through this was the whole cinematic. Now, I need to ask all of you, the moment that Anduin is walking by Uther, did you hear something? Don't recall hearing anything. Because I did. I... Play I did it, not. I'm gonna have to go back and play it. Play the cinematic again and listen carefully at the very moment that Andwin walks by Uther. And there. But he kind of looks over at, his shoulder. At that moment, back at yeah. Anduin, don't worry about what Uther's doing by touching the the wound on his chest from Frostmourne, Although that's relevant, but just listen to the music at that point. And I just heard that thing, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> what does that mean? I did hear a little bit of something with the music. Now, granted, I was mostly focused on Uther because the the facial expressions they're doing right now with cinematics just blows my mind. And so I was really focused on his facial expression as well as the, the grabbing of the wound. But I thought I heard a little something with the, the, the it, music. It's just, it's just a few, it's yeah. a few I'm gonna, notes. I'm going to have to go it's back It's just and... a few notes, but it's, it's very clear Subtle, what's happening there. But yeah. Okay, wait. Okay, Ali mentioned something that, that 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 about the facial expressions, and we can't mention facial expressions without talking about what happened. Oh, yeah. with Sylvanas at the end there, because there, yeah. there was a definite change it, there. It, it, well, we can also talk about how Anduin had that brief moment where you you can tell he is still in there. He was trying to he. He became aware enough to realize what had just happened before yep. the jailer snapped him back to. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's fighting it. it it's not. So well done. It, this isn't an Arthas thing. It's not like uh, it's it, Anduin's clearly being forced to do what what he's doing. And like some people were wondering, uh, why did the jailer need Anduin? What was so special about him? Because Anduin was was a figure of the light and pure enough and and valorous enough that he could he could get an audience with uh the archon that was the whole reason why the jailer needed him now if the i don't know if the jailer will need anduin to get the other keys or he'll have to get the other keys through another means but getting the archon's key definitely required anduin whether the other ones will require anduin is who knows and also, uh, he says during the cinematic, three keys remain. There was an Ilganoth mm-hmm, whisper right. that mentioned five keys. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And there is a thought. I was listening to Nobel today, and he actually brought up this really good point where those... So when when um, Clea was talking to the Archon, justifying why she should give this mortal king an audience. She told him three things. The boy king sits at the master's table, three lies he'll tell you. And she listed mm. off three things. So there's novel brought the thought that maybe, maybe those are the three lies because it's not really into it anymore at that point. Like it was just, 
Uh, it was a really good cinematic. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Just that was a big cinematic. So many to lore me. things are happening. Um, right I, I was happy. <laughs> from the first point of seeing Anduin, I was pretty sure he was like I had. I, okay, to clarify, I had not seen the stuff before with him and Sylvanas. I had not seen any of that stuff. Um, before the, the BlizzCon Alliance, so um, that was kind of a oh, there, there's stuff going on there. Didn't know that. Um, at first when, when I think it's Clea comes in, I, I first thought maybe she was talking about us, like it was kind of a flashback at what, when we first arrived in Bastion. Um, but then I remembered that like, Clea didn't have wings then. Uh, so maybe that was not Clea. Like I, I was really confused until I saw, um, uh, thanks Greg. Thanks for being really not reliable today. Uh, you know, I, I was kind of I was really confused about what was going on there f until I saw Anduin. <laughs> um, and then when I saw him, even without realizing like the corrupted images that had been released, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's not actually either that's not Anduin or something's wrong with Anduin. Um, and definitely a, a really strong Arthas vibe. To to the the whole vibe of that uh, that cinematic of you know a, a a leader angry walking um you know just just a whole vibe of like yeah this is definitely not not right um I'm glad that wasn't released in the early stuff because uh, that would have really made me upset. Um, I would not have enjoyed that very much. And I'm glad that I saw that as part of BlizzCon Live, because that, that would have been better. So, Yeah, I kind of wish that I didn't see the... I, I wish I didn't go and look at the leaks before. The, that mo the, the moment when, you know, things flipped would have been cool to go into without any knowledge of what was happening. Or what it was going to lead to. Yeah, I mean, I I guess the spoilers really didn't bother me too much because I felt like, well, this was the direction things seemed to be headed. This just kind of confirmed it. Um, but, but yeah, the the re regardless uh, regardless of knowing a lot of stuff the day before, uh, the cinematic was definitely a, a pretty awesome moment and. I, I'm the kind of person who likes to watch other people react to stuff like that, so I even watched a few reaction videos of, you know, some fairly well-known people checking out the video, and that was kind of cool to watch, and yeah, it's all fun. Yeah, I saw the... The only thing I saw from the leak was something about Burning State Classic, which I think at that point we all kind of assumed it was coming anyways, but when I heard everyone making a big, you know, hubbub about the leaks, I'm like... Okay, we're avoiding the internet until BlizzCon Lane happens. So I I actively worked very hard to avoid the rest of the leaks. And I'm I'm glad I was able to make that work because it was nice to go into it, you know. Yeah. Fresh and not knowing. Alright. Uh so let's talk Let's talk about the Mega Dungeon. I did not. You said it wrong. I, I I think he I think he okay. I think I'm he did. Okay, I'm here to educate. Uh, yeah, hold on, Allie. 
I believe he meant Mega Dungeon. Ah, oh, it feels so good. Oh. See, that is Oh, that the, was a gooder. Right? That was so good. Like that uh, everyone needs to know and help spread the word that, that is the proper way to say it. it is mega. You can't just say it's a mega dungeon. You like you have to put some epic metal yeah. into it and you have to say it the proper the way. Broken mega dungeon, yeah. It's a mega dungeon. Like you just you have to oomph. You have to put the oomph in there. It's important. Yeah, it's the mega dungeon. So let, let's talk about mega dungeon here. No, yeah, who, who wants it? Mega dungeon. Yeah, I don't want to talk about, about mega, mega dungeon. dungeon. Now, if you want to talk about a mega dungeon, then I'm all on board. <laughs> Especially ones that have infinite pirate dragons. Uh, yeah, infinite pirate dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, how, how about you? How about Pirate Dragon Queen Alley? You tell us about this about this what? And Wait, the, uh, about this the what infinite Mega? pirate dragon. Just say it once, and you're good for the whole episode. Just say it once. Just once. No. Do it for Alley. Don't do it for me. Do it for Alley. I've provided so my funny. answer on this. Oh, mm-hmm. he's digging in now. We're never gonna get it. Disappointed. Yeah. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Oh yeah. man, that's the second time yeah. Allie's pulled the mom tone tonight. Well, <laughs> well she real named me well earlier deserved. today. I did. Right? Oh, you get me, Ro. So this mega dungeon. mega dungeon is going to have eight bosses, and what's exciting about this is that this is a broker mega dungeon. So we're going to actually be seeing a broker trading city. We're going to learn a bit about their culture and, and their city and whatnot for half of it. It's So it's going to be one instance for now in Mythic. But just like Mechagon, for example, it will eventually turn into two wings. But so the, the second half of it is going to be some kind of epic chase for someone who stole some art, like a broker who stole an artifact. We have to like, find, like chase him down or something. Like it sounds really cool. But the big thing here, if, if you can't tell already... One of the bosses is an infinite pirate dragon. I don't know why there's a member of the infinite dragon flight here and why he has chosen to align himself with some pirates, but he is awesome and I want him. I mean, the the more interesting and more important question is why is he a pirate? Now, I don't care that he's an infinite dragon and that he's in a dungeon in this other realm or other other place. But why in the leap is he a pirate dragon? Because it's awesome. Because it's awesome. Clearly, clearly because the pirate's looking for some booty. Clearly. Yeah, clearly. I mean, the, the brokers, I mean, the brokers have amassed incredible artifacts and these amazing things from all over. Why not, as an infinite pirate dragon, go rob them? Mm. Yeah, because if dragons are known for anything, it's it's their hordes of treasure. Exactly. See, um, so I I'm I'm campaigning to get this as a mount, and because it needs to happen. And so I read actually one of the Q and A's that was posted at some at one point, uh, not the one that was done on uh, during BlizzCon line, but uh, one of the ones that was posted one of the interviews, and they were actually asked, "Is this going to be a mount?" And to quote. They said, that particular pirate dragon has other stories to tell and will not be joining you today. Wow. So I don't know if we're going to be killing this infinite pirate dragon, 
And we may not be getting it as a mount now, but I have a feeling down the road it will be a mount. And I will do whatever is See, necessary to make it See, that infinite pirate mount. dragon is going to be connected to the next expansion of World of Warcraft, which will finally be my infinite, you know, infinite dragon time travel expansion. So it's, I'm, I'm, I'm all on board. Maybe. I mean... Oh, hey, hold, you can't, you know, okay, hold on. You can't say time travel in regards to WoW anymore. People Warlords are still Warlords of scarred. Draenor was not a time travel <laughs> expansion. Warlords of Draenor, I don't care what people say. Warlords of Draenor, yes, there was a little bit of time travel in it, but we're talking about alternate universes, alternate timelines. I want yeah. actual time travel. I want infinite dragonflight. I want bronze dragonflight. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> Mass hysteria. <laughs> See, I, I am actually convinced that our next expansion is going to involve the dragonflights again and mm. the dragon isles and whatnot. So I would not be surprised if this is going to be one of those loose threads that help lead into Maybe. that. Maybe. Uh, somehow. This I just do have a prediction for what the heist is. I do believe that we will be stopping a broker from going to Azeroth. We're going to go into Azeroth in the second half. Uh, he's going to go to Silithus. He's going to use one of his broker gizmos to shrink the sword, steal the sword, and try to steal the sword of Sargeras. <laughs> and we have to stop him. Now, mind you, we'll be happy that he removes the sword from Azeroth, because we've only been waiting an entire expansion and a half for that. But that, that, that sword of Sargeras in shrunken form might still be kind of an important, powerful thing, and we don't want to necessarily have the broker get away with that, so, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm all for shrinking the sword True. of Sargeras just because I think it sounds like an awesome fury warrior weapon. Mm, I want probably it. more like a protection weapon. Uh, uh, no, yeah, no, no, totally. fury warrior. Mm. No, that's a two-hander. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Ro, that's if a two-hander. I went close to you on this. This is a two-hander, but would look just as good mm. in the hand of a paladin. I don't know. I mean, it depends on how much you're shrinking it. If you're shrinking it to the size of a dagger, okay, maybe not. Dagger, dagger, dagger. But if you shrink it to the, if you shrink it to the size of a two-hander, it's just fine. I don't care what you guys do with your daggers and and swords and whatnot. I just want an infinite pirate dragon mount. That's, and I want everyone to say mega dungeon the right way because every time they said it wrong on the stream, it hurt my heart a little bit. So, I mean, that's... You guys do whatever you want. You know what? Even even if as a consolation, all they give us for clearing the (laughs) mega dungeon is a pet version of the infinite pirate dragon, I'd be cool with that for now. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. That's acceptable for now. For now. I am going to campaign, though, because I want it to be a mount. I'm posting it in many places. This needs to happen. (laughs) Yeah, well... Campaigns don't always work out, I say, without a playable Tortolan. Well, you haven't been campaigning hard enough, obviously. You did not do enough effort on that one, Toasty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I saw no petitions and no weekly mentions of wanting one. Maybe once a month you mentioned wanting one. Uh, but I think at some point you started crushing your soul that you couldn't have one. And you just stopped trying. I mean, accurate. <laughs> I know. I'm good like that. Uh, so, Ali, are you are you ready for WoW 5, 15.0 where you can actually get an infinite pirate dragon mount? Uh, whoa, that's going to happen far before 15.0. Yeah. Thank you very much. 
You watch yourself. <laughs> Far before that. All right. 14 points. No, I'm I'm actually I'm really excited about both of these. That's 18 new bosses that got announced. That's a lot of you know job security for me. And uh really excited to see what's going to happen with these. With the new zone Corthia that's gonna be coming up. That's like at least three episodes for you, right? Uh, well, seeing that Siege of Orgrimmar is going to be four episodes, and I'm starting that this week. Um, it depends. It depends on what the travel time is between bosses for the raid. We'll see. Man, you're almost at Fair Warlords enough. of Draenor. That's crazy. I'm. I'm. I am a month away. Beginning. I think that's going to be my first episode of April. It will be Warlords. Oh wow. Crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> she's yeah. she's catching up. By this, I think by I, <laughs> man, I almost want to do the math to see like at what time will she catch up with current time. And then you and then at the point in which you catch up with current content, then you're just going to have to create the dungeons that Blizzard has to make for the future. That that's all there is to it. <laughs> It's entirely possible. I mean, right. we're, we've already created a couple yeah. over there. We've already created one, so we'll create another one this year. You know, it's it's possible. It's a... You mean the one where I died twice? <laughs> hey, I did not make the bosses. So, I just set the scene. One thing, Capital one thing that I'm definitely uh, it, that I thought was pretty cool from BlizzCon Line that I'm genuinely excited about is uh, they had the video of the whole wandering ancient mount. And it the thing I thought was pretty cool is just like the pet, it's going to change with the seasons. I thought that's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. And watching it being made, was it was really cool to get that peek behind the curtain. Yeah, and supposedly uh, there, there's a worm inside the tree that, that controls it. At least I got my worm. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you got your worm. Your, your, your worm, worm on a mount. It's debatable how chunky he is, considering he's inside. He's 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 a mini chunk. I guess I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so sanctum, sanctum domination ten boss raid. Uh, the uh, the mega dungeons ten boss has a vesh. Uh, the wheeled market, um, so that's like twenty bosses in one patch, Shelly. That, that's that's jump security for you right there. Yeah, yep. Going going strong for at least another few years. <laughs> yeah. Um, what boss did they announce for for the sanctuary domination? Are you guys most excited to kill? And you can't say Terra Group. I'm really excited for the Eye of the Jailer because it's going to be involving something with the Eye of Odin. And that's a lot of lore stuff with that. So, well, yes, I'm super excited about Sylvanas and what's going to happen with all that. But obvious answers aside, I'm very eager to know more about the Eye of the Jailer. Um, honestly, that was going to be my answer, too. They said it was Odin-centric. I, I assumed maybe Helia would show up there somewhere. Hmm. It's possible. I'm, I'm going to surprise everyone here. I'm looking forward to the fate of the damned because when I see that listed as a boss encounter along with all the other stuff it makes me think is the the fate of the damned has to be 
a little special for the, for it to make it onto the list, and it definitely makes you wonder what that means. And I think the fate of the damned might be an encounter involving previous big bads that are now, you know, part of the jailer's forces. Uh, besides, you know, Kel'Thuzad and stuff. So it makes me wonder, like, it, could it be a council fight against uh, some of the things that we've taken down in the past in WoW that were just so bad that they went straight to the Maw? And if so, who are those bosses? It does. It de- that title mm-hmm. does sound like a council fight title for sure. That's entirely. I didn't thought of that. That's hmm. There are a couple possibilities there, and I, I, I'm intrigued. Yep. And uh, I, I also want to know. I, I, I mean, I don't know if this would happen necessarily in the Sanctum of Domination or just in over the course of nine point one, but I've. I kind of want to run into some more characters that, you know, I mean, one of the things about Shadowlands is we had a couple of characters, you know, from Warcraft, but of course the Shadowlands is for more than just Azeroth, but I'd like to see, hey, are we going to have a a variant moment? Are we going to run into any other characters that have uh, passed away and are in the Shadowlands? Are we going to run into any of them? Uh, Is Thrall going to have a moment with Draka? Uh, that that would be interesting. Like, oh, I, 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 I can't, yeah. I can't see, a, I can't see a scenario where those things don't happen. I mean, they, the, 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 the I, Draca's death and with Thrall's relationship, they, 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 there was such a huge impact there, obviously, because you know it led to all of Thrall's stuff, and he never really got the chance to interact with her. And that would be really cool to see, but like, and and Varian and Anduin, especially considering what's happened to Anduin now. Yeah, is like, does Varian rescue Anduin? Does does Varian's spirit? Uh, it does it take Varian's spirit to kind of like help anchor Anduin and then help him break free of uh, the jailer's control. I there, there's so many possible things that could happen, and it's hard to predict what will happen. Uh, I. I don't know what's going to happen with Sylvanas, really. Uh, I I will simply say this. Yes, I'm. Uh, I lean towards supporting the horde and stuff like that. Uh, some people, there are definitely a number of people that love Sylvanas as a character, and I don't hate Sylvanas as a character, but I absolutely disagree with any possible notion of a redemption arc for Sylvanas Windrunner. Uh, she can have a Darth Vader moment as far as I'm concerned where maybe she ends up fi- ends up having a moment and does something instrumental in taking out the Jailer, but that doesn't necessarily redeem her for the for all the massive number of lives that she helped snuff uh, in the attack on Teldrassil. Uh, I get that, and I realize that. Anyone who thinks... Anyone who's looking forward for a Sylvanas redemption arc, I mean, if you're that hardcore of a fan of Sylvanas, okay, sure, I'm not going to win you to the other side, and you're entitled to your opinion. I just think it's sloppy writing if they do that. I, I I would have to agree, and I I hadn't considered the possibility of a Darth Vader kind of moment for her. Yeah, and you know I would be okay with that. Yeah, I, I mean I've, it, seen, I've seen a few suggestions of she she sacrifices herself 
to save Anduin uh, and beat the Jailer. Uh, I want to see her I dead. Think, uh, that's all I, I think. I think she takes the Jailer's place is uh, her ultimate also, fate. Also, is her good? That's what I think ends up happening. I think the Jailer gets defeated and she takes his place mm. in the in the Shadowlands Pantheon and she ends up being the 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 jailer of the dam. That's what I think is going to happen so, so she's, long as ultimately. She's, she has a she has a boulevard moment. Uh yes and no. I she she Perhaps not she, willingly, no, but I don't think it's I don't think she's going to take the position out of a thing of doing the right thing. I think that, that she's she's I think she's going to kind of be thrust into that position as a result of the jailer being eliminated. I can definitely see something like that. Like I don't I I don't want a redemption story for her and there's a lot of people that don't. But because of some of the reactions we've seen from her in the last few cinematics, I can see a potential I, th- I think your your Darth Vader explanation is is a great one, and I think I can see something being you know, her making some kind of sacrifice that does help us, right? But not necessarily give her that redemption. Yeah, I think I think you might be onto something here. You know who else might be onto something? Hmm. Manny. He had a great he had a great he had a great thing in the question of the week chat for some reason. I don't think he meant it there. The fate of the oh, damned encounter. The co- the possible the possible council fight. Three point three or more Gul'dans. However many Gul'dans we've killed, that's that's the fate of the damned fight. Hmm. People have been joking about it. <laughs> It'll be really funny. <laughs> I mean, we could fight two Gul'dans and a floating skull. That'd be two point five Gul'dans. <laughs> Only if they do the Spider-Man meme where they point at each other at some point. Because I've wanted that from the beginning before Steve Neuters was like, there's a rope! And his whole <laughs> stupid rope thing. Yeah, anyways. Alright then. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious what you guys are more excited about in the patch that was announced. Flying in the four zones or riding our own mounts in the mall. Uh, flying in the four zones because I'm absolutely upset that we're gonna that everyone's gonna be able to ride mounts in the mall. Yeah. Well, flying. I don't like you then because I am so excited for riding. Yeah, of course, the because that means that you're not gonna have to climb the eight the the eight layers of twisting corridors in order to get the right to do that. Yes, because I don't like to be tortured. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you're a paladin. Of course, you don't. I'm I'm a war I'm a warlock. We're 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 into inflicting pain upon ourselves. That's why I climb the eight layers of twisting corridors. Apparently, I'm into that thing. Think I need to see. Apparently, I need to see a therapist. I don't know. And warriors are fueled by the pain that they get. So, so you're both you're both masochists. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, I was life tapping back in Burning Crusade. Okay, I was inflicting pain upon myself since since. <laughs> For for many a year, it, it's yep. it's just we'll, it's we'll, we'll get to Bernie Crusade in a profile. bit. We'll get to Bernie Crusade in a bit. Let's talk about the Q and A. There's no there's no judgment, bro. It's okay. I mean, the Q and A presented some some yes, interesting Q&A. things. I think the thing that I the thing that I was surprised about was the comment about the faction imbalance and like before. It was very much a, no, we're not doing that kind of thing. 
And now it's just like, we're not looking at doing that now. It wasn't, it wasn't as hard to know as we've typically gotten, which was an interesting way of framing the answer. And to me, like they, they said straight up that they have no current plans or no short-term plans to kind of address that imbalance. They, their, their, their idea of what caused the imbalance is an interesting one. Um, uh, and I, and I don't know enough about, like, I'm, I don't know enough about the racials and all that to be able to speak to how good they are in the current state of the game. But, um, they view the fact, the current faction imbalance as some, as a more of a social problem where, you know, for a while when those, when those, when the racials were more balanced towards Horde, um, people started migrating over there and now a lot of those top end PVE guilds that are pushing for world firsts have my, are playing on the Horde now and... While they view the the racials as more balanced than they have been previously, because there's more options on the horde side of things, that's where the majority of the high end raiders are going to be living. Um, that being said, they they did say that there's no short term there's no short term project to be looking at addressing the faction imbalance. Um, they, they reference the mercenary system that's used in raided battlegrounds where, you know, Alliance can fight Alliance, Horde can fight Horde, etc, etc. And to me, that kind of said, like, they're, they're kind of considering doing something like that to kind of address the problem of that imbalance on the high end of things. Well, I don't know, um, obviously, Midros... You, uh, it's rating, so you don't won't have much to say on that. Well, I'm curious, um, Ali and Ro, what what do you think of them kind of looking at that system and put and slapping it into the raid WoW scenarios? WoW 10.0. That's what's happening. Yeah, that kind of I, I think. Out oh yeah, I, I, I think we get we get cross faction rating in 10.0. It, it's as simple as that. That'd be really nice. I have a lot of horde friends I'd yeah. like to go raid with, <laughs> but I don't have the time. Yeah, to I, I mean it's something that's long time. overdue. I understand that they've got other things that they're focused on, but uh, I, it, like it, with each expansion, they've got to come out with like some sort of big quality of life thing or some sort of new system thing. Um, this time around, customization was a huge thing, and I know we're going to get to the customization thing in a second here. I, I think one of the big bullet point things for 10.0 will be cross-faction rating. Yeah, I can't, I can't say I disagree. And I, I look forward to that day, because, yeah, a lot of, lot, of, lot of Horde people I know who would love to either join, my, join our raid group or have me come along with them. Think so. of all the other tanks that you would have access to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a shame because like the, the, the tanking pool will be so large. I don't know if I'll ever get that spot. And that's a, that's a darn oh, shame. I know you're, you're, I know you're heartbroken. I, I mean, I can, <laughs> I can see the tear forming in the corner of your eye all the way from North central Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, uh, 
so one of the other things that they had talked about was like the fact that there would be no more customizations as far as like uh the the short term uh that at least as far as shadowlands goes and i it seems like a lot of people got a bit uh of course when you say we're not doing something uh that is always easy fuel on the fire for the internet to, to go. Oh no! Why are you why are you doing that? Blah blah blah. This and that. Uh, I think it's one of those kind of things though, where I feel like we got a good amount of customizations in Shadowlands, and I mean, give them some time. <laughs> I I'm sure that they want to do more customization options in the future, and again, that's probably a thing that we see at the beginning of the next expansion. Uh, but yeah, I I think a lot of progress has been made as far as customization, as far as making a character that looks the way you want it to look. And I don't think they're ignoring customization; they just aren't getting to it right now. Uh, it's. Uh, what? Uh, how do you folks feel about you know no more customization options? Are you happy with what you have? Is there something missing? I mean, as somebody who switched to Night Elf specifically for the vast number of customizations that were added at the beginning of the Shadowlands, I I get why I get why people are upset about no more customizations coming in because I mean the fact is that some of the other races are lacking in comparison. Uh, the allied races come specifically to mind. I know those were just introduced last expansion. And, you know, they, they, they've got all their customizations that were given to them back then. But, I mean, some of them, like, aren't just... Some of them just... Like, it doesn't... I can't, I can't logically connect the dots as to why some of those customizations didn't make their way to their allied race counterparts. I'm thinking specifically, like, um, Torrent, High Mountain Torrent. There are definitely some of those that could have been, like, that could have been made available to them, to the High Mountain Torrent. The uh, Nightfallen Elves, I mean, that, that, that has been a huge complaint for a lot of people since they were introduced into the game. And I get it. I get why they're upset about it, um, but I, as you said, they, they 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 added so much into the game with some of the with some of the other races in Shadowlands that you know they 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 can't just be focusing on that stuff. I mean the art the art team and all of them have a bunch of other stuff to do in terms of in terms of new content. I mean we're getting a new mega dungeon, a new raid. We're getting a new zone. So proud of you. We're getting half a billion uh, new soul shapes. Uh, by the way, S spider soul shape. I'm yes, so please. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. You know, I, I I understand a lot of people's frustrations because you know they did make it sound at BlizzCon like there's gonna be customizations and here's these great ones and blah blah blah. But like, I encourage people to keep in mind. That the people at Blizzard are dealing with this pandemic just as we are. A lot of things they were saying at BlizzCon 2019 happened before the pandemic ever hit. And they're doing the best they can. There was, during the voice actor panel, they mentioned the fact that for a while they were worried that Shadowlands was going to be a soundless expansion. 
because they didn't have voice lines recorded yet. They didn't have, they didn't know if they'd be able to get their voice actors in the studio or recording anything. If you go look at the sound panel, a lot of the sounds from Shadowlands were made at people's homes. One of them involved a silver mixing bowl that I have in my own kitchen. You know, like they're going through making this expansion while they're at home and dealing with everything we're dealing with in terms of mental health and online schooling for their kids and quarantines and whatnot. And so the fact that they have done as much as they did for Shadowlands is awesome. And I understand people's frustrations over these cosmetic combinations, but just show, show them a little bit of patience. <laughs> You'll get them eventually. It's not as soon as you want. Just show, show yeah, some it's patience, not, please. <laughs> yeah, it's not like they said they're never adding more customizations. They're just not planning anymore for Shadowlands. See, I, I feel like... From, from those who I, I follow on Twitter and social media who are heavily pro-additional custom customizations, I feel like Blizzard, to satisfy those desires, would almost need to do... Um, like, a complete change of the customization system to be, you know, lack of a way to put it, like, Basically, like The Sims, like you can choose, you know, a sliding scale of how the how chunky or unchunky your character is, how tall your character is. Like I, that, that's the kind of stuff people are like they'd really like to see, um, and I don't think that's likely to happen. No, that 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 definitely won't happen. Not well with the way the game is right now, anyway. Yeah, but I, I guess people are just wanting, you know, a level of customization they're more accustomed to with most RPGs these days. Like they, And, you know, when you compare WoW to a lot of other modern RPGs, the customization is just not at that level. And, you know, that that's that's been that's been a sticking point for some people for a while, which I, you know, it's probably why they undertook some of the customization work they they did in Shadowlands. Yeah, I, I mean, in the end, like Ali said, Blizzard is doing the best they can in a really hard situation. Um, so, give them a break. Were, were, there, were there any other bits from the Q&A that really s stuck out to you guys? I mean, those were kind of mine. Ali? Yes. Okay, Ali, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> So just a couple like really quick things. They it was in the QA, they confirmed that the Archon is still alive from being, you know, stabbed during the cinematic. You can actually see her hand move at one point. I assumed it was one of those like last movement before death kind of things, but no, they did that hand movement to prove that she's actually still alive. So that's interesting. And Denathrius, or you know, Daddy D as I call him, will be back. That's that's a thing. And we know that Bolvar is going to be kind of front and center in 9.1. It sounds to me, because all the Covenants are coming to the Maw to take to the fight to the Jeriler, it sounds to me like he's going to be the one kind of like leading the charge and banding all the people together and whatnot, which I think is kind of cool. Also, Pathfinder will be Kent Wide. A lot of people have been asking about that. So that's a 
quick little thing to know. Yeah. Medros, Ro, anything else that stuck out for you guys? Well, well, we we all know that the flying will be at the end of the extra 40 levels of Renown, right? Mm, I think it'll be around 60 or 70. Uh, It'll be like about halfway or three quarters of the way in. Um, It won't be the very last thing. But on the plus side, when we unlock it, we get a new flying mount that's Covenant-specific, and now I need to roll a Maldrax's character because I want that corpse fly. Speak, speaking of Meldraxxus, we all know that Varian's Meldraxxus if he's in the Shadowlands, uh, right? He's absolutely Night Bay. No. Uh, it, no, no. Hold on a minute, sir. Uh, it, he is, is Varian, like... but he is also Logosh. Have you not heard the line? He, he, he yeah. is also Logosh. And so, yeah, he, he, Logosh is definitely Night Fae. Logosh is definitely an Ardenweald, so, you know, there you go. I mean... That's a good point that I had not considered. <laughs> who who makes uh-huh. a Necrolord and goes Maldraxxus anyhow? I'm sorry, that's a line I always say. N- no, fe- no offense to you people who chose Necrolords <laughs> and Maldraxxus. You're all very special fine souls, but... <laughs> All right, well, we can't talk about BlizzCon Line without talking about the thing that we were going into BlizzCon Line all expecting, and to the surprise of nobody, I am sure, we're getting Classic Burning Crusade. No! Wow. I was not prepared for that news. (laughs) Oh. Man, I so wish they'd ask the players first what they thought. It would be so much better if they did that. (laughs) Uh... How, how do you how do you guys um, how do you guys feel about the choices that they're giving us in terms of how we progress into Burning Crusade? Because there's like there's a snapshot thing that happens, and you can choose to migrate the character over, but you still retain. You get, there's still a possibility of retaining your classic character. Which how do you toast? I think I think uh, per- personally, I think that was the best way they could probably go about it. Toasty, do you want? A- the truth or an answer for me about that? I want the oh truth. Tr- I, 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 I want to know how you okay, really feel. Okay, I'm going to tell you how I really feel. This is how I really feel about that. I don't care at all because I don't play classic. To all all of y'all who enjoy classic, please have fun. Have have fun doing those dailies in Burning Crusade. Uh, have fun in, in Orgrimmar when you get there. Have fun with the whole Netherwhelp faction and all of that stuff. Hunting for eggs again. I'm I'm over that. <laughs> so I'm 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 happy that Classic is happening. I'm happy for the people who want Classic Burning Crusade. I'm ninety nine point nine percent not playing in Burning Crusade Classic. So it doesn't really matter to me how they let people handle their characters from going from classic to burn crusade um i do know the whole setup i know the whole thing about how they're going to allow people uh if you pay money to have a version on the classic server and a version on the burn crusade server and some people are you know crying foul about that uh my response to that is uh that's not really all that surprising considering classic 
is free anyhow, so yeah, Blizzard's going to try to find some way to monetize some of this stuff. Um, does it suck? Sure, but it's at least, hey, you still have Burning Crusade Classic to play in the first place? Pretty much sums up my thought there, there as well. <laughs> Can't argue with any of those points. Yeah, I... I... I know I I know a couple people who are very much against the allowing of yeah. purchasing a character boost. But the way I see it is we've been playing this game for a long time. And while there's new players coming in and everything, I feel like the average age of the player base has gotten a little older, more adulting, less time to play, blah, 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 blah. There are some people who don't have the time to commit to leveling a tune to 60 in classic <laughs> in order to get ready for Burning Crusade. And I think, or not interested in classic at all, but want to go play Burning Crusade. So I think having that as an option is a good idea. And the compromise of only allowing one per account kind of helps a little bit with the balancing of worries with, you know, people worried about bots and blah, 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 blah. Like, I think one per account is, it, like I said, good, good compromise. And, you know, as you said, Ro, like, Classic is free. Burning Crusade, it's free. I mean, yes, you play the monthly subscription, but you get retail and two versions of Classic with that. And I'm okay with them trying to make a, a little bit of money with it because... Yep. Yeah. Are still a business. So yeah, yeah. For the people Lots who are going to come options, at us for saying it's not free, you pay a subscription. No, Blizzard views it as you're paying for a retail subscription and you get a classic sub as a bonus. Yep, pretty much. Do, do you guys really want to hear my thoughts on this topic? Do you really want to hear my thoughts? Yes. I would like Blizzard to charge everybody who ha wants to play Burning Crusade Classic at least forty dollars for their copy of the game. Because that's why I, what I had to pay back when it came out. So they should have to pay it to play the new version. That is a thought. It is a thought. I think I have not heard anyone else say that yet. So that is that is that is a uh, nobody thought. else would say that to be fair because because everyone's like no I want the I want the free thing. I, I just I had to pay for it. Why don't they? I think we have to take that thought and throw it in the mega dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Like, I mean, I understand that it's a very unpopular opinion, uh, and and yes, I'm sure nobody else has expressed that thought. Um, but why why is Blizzard giving away a game all of a sudden? Like, I, I'm confident there are people who only have a subscription to World of Warcraft for Classic. Why are you giving them a game for free? Doesn't make sense. Why does it matter to you that they play for free? Oh, I, uh, because I had to pay for my copy. So how many I, years I ago was that? Just play well for free. How many years ago was that? Well, considering the show uh, was lodged at uh, Burning Crusade, I would say fourteen okay, years ago. Okay, so that. Uh, so uh, yeah, have you heard of Have you heard of an orc named Garrosh Hellscream? I I've heard mention of him. Yeah. Yeah, you know what he said one time? I'm sure you're going to tell me. Times change. 
<laughs> yeah, but I, I still had to pay for Shadowlands. So? That's new stuff. That's new content. Yeah. <laughs> so? It's new content for Classic. The way, the way I, the way I see it, this is Blizzard doing the remaster that everybody's doing nowadays, and instead of making us pay for it, they just gotta pay the sub. But I know they're, I, I, I know they're doing D2. remasters right. that they're, that we right. have to pay for. So my logic kind of falls apart there. But as long as you understand the failure in the logic you're giving here, as long as you are aware of this problem, yeah, I I'm see fine that. with that. I see that as somebody who's going to be throw, who who has thrown money at the Warcraft Three remaster, who's <clears> going to be throwing money at the wait, Diablo Two remaster. There was a Warcraft Three remaster. I mean, I, heard I say that, remaster I heard that they, in the loosest of I heard terms. That they killed Warcraft Three. I didn't hear anything about remastering Warcraft Three, though. Um, All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they killed Warcraft Three, and people shouldn't have to play. People should have to pay for Burning Crusade. We'll agree yep. to disagree on both. All right. Uh, on that note, I think that's it for our news. Any anything else from BlizzCon Online you guys want to talk about? Uh, they're going uh, to add more news. layers to Torghast, more powers to Torghast, hopefully going to tweak the rewards for Torghast, yep. which, uh, Torghast, Torghast, Torghast. I'm, I'm... No more deaths? Yeah, no more death counts because no the Terra Grew's uh, raid boss in the dungeon. That's interesting. Uh, no, no, I have the Jailer in the mob because I have the Jailer as a boss in the, the Sanctum of Domination. So, yeah, it's, uh... Good, good things all around. And with uh, Corthia being added on, it sounds like that is going to be kind of similar to Mechagon. And it sounds like they're going to be trying to add a more variety to the dailies and world quests and whatnot in the mod to try and make it more enjoyable for more people. To paraphrase what a friend of mine said about Corthia on another podcast, if the whole Corthia experience and Covenant campaign in the Maw is anything like us uh, taking over the Firelands back in Cataclysm, I'm in. Oh, that would be so much fun. I loved that. Yes, please. Um, only thing I want to talk about from BlizzCon line is uh, I I laughed way too much when Metallica's music got muted on the Twitch stream. <laughs> I did, I, w- I was watching it on the BlizzCon stream, so I didn't hear that happen, but I heard about that after the fact and saw some footage of it. That's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm in the same boat. I watched I watched it on the BlizzCon, therefore YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that's what you get, Metallica. This is all your fault. <laughs> it, it literally is all their fault. <laughs> it, is, it really is. I also really enjoyed the voice actor panels, both the ones for Warcraft and for Overwatch. Lots of fun, very enjoyable. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't gone back and watched the Warcraft one yet. I I, I watched the Overwatch one. Uh, right well, away. If there's any one voice panel that you should listen to, it's the Overwatch one. I I. I learned that last week. Oh, anytime I can see Darren DePaul and Matthew Mercer interacting with each other, it's a good time. Yeah. They, those they, they are 
They are gifts to and, us and all. And Darren DePaul just needs to host the community thing every year. All the time. It, it, Absolutely. I mean, man. It, it, like, he, 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 he is genuinely enthusiastic about everything, yeah. and I love it. Yeah, he, he's a hell of a guy. He just, he just full of full of personality, energy, makes you laugh, makes you smile. I mean, it's Darren, Darren DePaul should do the, the community thing every year as long as they can. I agree. Speaking of the community thing, that Bolvar cosplay that was one. insane. Oh my god! As is my tradition, did not watch the community. Thing. It was pretty fun, but I was busy on Saturday. Oh, it was. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I scrolled through it a few times, and when I saw the winners announced, I, I looked at all their Instagrams and all that stuff. So I watched all the making ofs and all that stuff. Oh my god. <laughs> At Bulvar I'm pretty 1. sure I follow the Bulvar person because I'm pretty sure I saw they're in the process of creation pictures on my Twitter. So either somebody I know is doing that or um, or something like that. I'm not sure. Okay, well, if, not, if nobody has anything else to say about... Oops, sorry, Mike. I apologize to my microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Toasty. Just be gentle next time. Okay, I will. Thank you. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about our second sponsor of the show. So today's show is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. That's bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. Now nearly 500,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. This week, we're going to take a look at a sequel of a book we normally play when Rose on the show. Um... This will be the only time we do it for when Rose on the show, <laughs> but it'll be Ready Player Two. <laughs> Let's have a listen. The Oasis and scrambled out of my rig. Then I bolted out of my new office, sprinted down the hall, and jumped into the first elevator to arrive. The half dozen GSS employees inside all avoided making direct eye contact. I could guess what all of them were thinking. Meet the new boss, weird as the old boss. I gave them all a polite nod and pressed the 13 button. According to the interactive building directory on my phone, the 13th floor was where the GSS archives were located. Of course, Halliday had put them there. In one of his favorite TV shows, Max Headroom, Network 23's hidden research and development lab was located on the 13th floor. And the 13th floor was also the title of an old sci-fi film about virtual reality, released in 1999, right on the heels of both The Matrix and Existence. When I stepped off the elevator, the armed guards at the security station snapped to attention. As a formality, one of them scanned my retinas to verify my identity. Then he led me past the security station and through a set of armored doors into a maze of brightly lit corridors. Eventually, we reached a large room, its walls lined with dozens of numbered doors like extra-large safety deposit boxes, each with a number stenciled on its front. So once again, that was Ready Player Two, written by Ernest Klein, narrated by Will Wheaton. You can find that and nearly 500,000 titles over at bit.ly slash ATA Reads 2021. And we'd like to thank Audible for their support of the show. So our question of the week from last week was, what did you think of BlizzCon Online? And none of us had a chance to answer it last week for obvious reasons. So my, I, I, I loved it. BlizzCon Online was fantastic. My favorite part of BlizzCon Online was seeing Laura Bailey uh, betrayed by the D&D thing she loves most, gold. 
um, Dalaran Public Broadcasting says, We thought it was handled well for a stay-at-home experience. We look forward to a live BlizzCon in the future, but it should not be rushed. Stay safe, everyone. Oh, and the hand mount. I can't believe I forgot to mention the hand mount. Oh, I love that thing. Because I can't mention it without making any dirty jokes. Uh, yeah. Uh, the Queen of Murlocs said, I don't have the BlizzCon Blues as badly as I thought I would. The event was beautiful and very well done. And what did you think of BlizzCon Line? I give it eight mega dungeons out of ten, Medros. <laughs> All right, Allie. Oh, that makes me so happy. <laughs> well, Huntress. The trolling of me or the mega dungeons? I'm just curious. Is it which makes it happy? You see happier. Both. Why not both? All right. <laughs> well, Hunter 67 says, since I never have been to it physically, but I've shelled out 40 plus every year to watch it online, I found it refreshing, well missed, and entertaining. So thankful they had one and thankful it was free to view. And as for myself, I, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I would have preferred seeing friends and hugs and drinks and whatnot, but it was... It was nice to have that weekend to still geek out and interact with friends about it <laughs> and to get the information and really to see the passion put into it and to see, you know, fans from all over the world, all sorts of languages, it still managed to bring us all together. And plus a reminder of we're all dealing with this pandemic for the last year. And it just, it felt really good all in all. And I really enjoyed it. I will say it was weird for me to still have my voice and not hurt on day two. That that was a new experience. <laughs> um, I look forward to, you know, losing my voice on day two of BlizzCon, though, in the future. Uh I was I was happy that I was as warm in my office as I would have been in Anaheim. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I understand like the only issues that I really had with it uh, are just the way things are. Um, you you can't expect the breadth and the depth of the content when you're doing it all virtually, all pre-scripted and all pre-planned. Um, it's just, yeah, it's not something you can do. Like, yeah, you, you can't expect it to be the same. Um, you know, a, a normal BlizzCon, I would have been covering both days for 10 plus hours, uh, from pre-opening ceremonies to pre-end of day, or post-end of day, both days. Um, I, I saw the schedule and I decided almost immediately there was not much use in me covering the second day because there's not a lot for me to cover on the second day. Um, that did help me out because that did answer a question about my Saturday because I had another thing I, I wanted to do that day as well. So that definitely helped. Um, but I, I felt like the, the content was a bit lacking for what I would have liked, but the content was more than I had any right to expect. So, uh, Argent Rose, uh, had some thoughts, um, if you are in our Discord, you can go read the entirety of Argent Rose's thoughts. Uh, apologies to Argent Rose for having to uh, significantly abbreviate your thoughts. Um, 
Arjuno says, so I have mixed feelings. On the one hand, I'm glad they did this. On the other hand, I think a lot of the magic of BlizzCon was missing, namely due to the lack of live participants. Everything felt very scripted and not, not as off the cuff and crazy awesome as it usually is. Sorry, as it usually seems the, the day of. I think, and I think I missed that. Um, I agree. Um, scripted is is definitely different. Um, you know, when I think back to scripted podcasts I've listened to versus uh, ones like ours, which while we have show notes, we do not have a script. In case you have never noticed that. We don't ever have a script. Um, you know, there's a very big difference, uh, and it can feel very different to see something that is usually unscripted uh, go into a scripted format. And I do hope that once virtual BlizzCons are no longer the norm, um, as they are this year and maybe next year, uh, that they will move back to not being as as carefully controlled. Uh, so, uh, next question is, what are you looking forward to in 9.1? Allie and Ro, would you like to simultaneously answer that question, since I'm sure your answer is the same? Well, obviously it's Infinite Pirate Dragon. Mega Dungeon! I mean, Mega Dungeon! <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How about the Infinite Pirate Dragon in the Mega, Mega Dungeon? dungeon? Yep. Yeah. Uh, for me, <laughs> for me though, that is high up there. But the the honest answer for me is, I am really hopeful and looking forward to uh, whatever changes or additions they make to Torghast to make the experience uh, not just more enjoyable for myself, but more enjoyable for other people as well. Mister Toasty. Well, in an effort not to say the same thing. That was that, that, that's what I'm looking forward to. I'm also looking forward to Corthia. Apparently, that's a zone where we're yeah. gonna we're gonna be seeing a lot of stuff surrounding Taldrassil and what happened there. Uh, at least that's my understanding of it. I want to know things. Yeah. So, just like whatever happens in Corthia, I I want to see that, and also not getting kill stolen on Sylvanas. Hopefully, totally happening. Um. Uh, for me, uh, the, the additional flying and, and, and riding, like flying in the, in the main world, riding in the Maw, totally my jam. Totally looking forward to but that. My, but my Maw Sorry, mount right. counter weak aura that I found will be useless. Yes. I don't, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I want, I think the shame is funny at this point. I'm at 423 uh, attempts of mounting up in the Maw. <laughs> you went past 420? I, I apologize. <laughs> I really wanted to not pass 420. I, I, I was I was desperately trying, and for like weeks, I was able to do it, and I screwed up this past weekend. I'm upset. Well, that that is the way it is, I guess. Um. All right. Uh. So, time for shoutouts. Um. I will give a shoutout. To David Ayers, who celebrated his one-year anniversary of forcing the Toronto Maple Leafs to lose to a 42-year-old Zamboni driver who works for them. <laughs> Was it five to one? Oh, <laughs> oh no! They uh, that game was. I think the Leafs ended up losing eight to six or something like that. Mm. 
It God. was it was a wild game. Allie? Um, I have a million, so I'll I'll, I'll whittle it down to two. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, can I, can I have three? Can I have three, please? Okay, sure. Thank you. I'll make it quick. So first off, to John Height for his part of the you know opening to BlizzCon with the Warcraft stuff. Not saying I could do any better. But he was so awkward that it was adorable. <laughs> Number two, uh, Andrea. I always forget her last name. Sorry, oh, yes. Who? Thank you. Yes. Who? De, who is the director for the, all the voice actors and whatnot? I, I like her a lot. I absolutely love the voice actor panels. I love the the personal connections that happen between them, and what they share with us. And I, I absolutely love that. And oh, that'd be a dream job. And then <laughs> um, to Row for being on. This might be Medros's, and I'm sorry if it is, but I always love when you're here, Row. And now that I know we were kindred spirits with the Infinite Pirate Dragon, it just it's 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 nice to have that. <laughs> it's a bond I'll never be broken. Exactly. <laughs> Medros. All right. Well, my shout out, uh, in addition to Ro, uh, thank you for joining us tonight, uh, is to everybody who worked at Blizzard uh, to bring us BlizzCon line. Um, I know it's not the con any of us wanted. It's not the con they wanted to, to have with us. Um, and there was a lot of awkwardness. There was a lot of, you know... Uh, unfamiliarity, you know, people who are used to being on a huge con stage with, you know, 5,000 people looking out of, out of them, uh, instead looking into a camera where you can see their shift of their eyes over to a script or to a, um, to, to cards or whatever they were using, teleprompter, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff people weren't used to, and, uh, that they pulled off such an amazing show, um, is great. I mean, I would have loved more information about 9.1. No doubt about it. But they were able to give us something, give us more information, to give us a really kick-butt uh, cinematic. Um, so, you know, to everybody involved, from the person who built the stage that Jan, Jan Brack started on, uh, to the person who pressed the end button at the end of the night of the second day, um... Thank you, all of you, for such an amazing job. Um, hopefully, we can thank you more in person in a year or two. Um, I just want to add two things really quick. Um, I want to make a correction. The David okay. Ayers game, the Leafs lost 6-3. The 8-6 game was another game I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm amazed I was able to remember those scores. Um, the other one is I'm glad that events such as BlizzCon Line are not immune to the very real problem that people have today, especially from this distance working scenario, constantly over Zoom, of microphones not being muted when they should be. Because, oh my god, the Q&A panel had some problems with that, and it was driving me nuts. <laughs> I kept thinking something was happening in my house, and like, no, that's that, that's that's an unmuted microphone. I'm familiar with that. <laughs> 
And, and yeah, Scott Johnson did a great job of the, the Q&A, I must say. Uh, very worthy host of that. I would definitely, you know, like to see him do it more. Uh, but that said, uh, time for did, our outro. Did Ro oh, no, sorry, Ro. Yeah, Ro. Ro. Ro, you can do your shout out. You can do your shout out. Uh, Sure. Uh, shout out to all the, the the fine people at Warcraft Radio for doing an amazing job at covering BlizzCon Line. Uh, shout out to uh, fellow friend podcaster John Jagger and his wife for bringing a Yay! lovely new life into the world today. Uh, shout out to all of you for uh, allowing me to get away with my shenanigans through all the infinite pirate dragons and mega dungeons and, and, and all of that <laughs> stuff in the world. And shout-outs to shout-outs, because you know that they're, they're pretty great. And, you know, all of you listening to this podcast, guess what? You have the ability to, any single day of your life, give a shout-out to someone, whether it's to a family member, whether it's to someone on social media. It... it you know, sometimes just letting someone know how awesome they are for doing something, even if it's a small thing, can really make a difference in that person's day. So don't be afraid to give some shout-outs yourself to people. Yeah, to quote to quote a great cabbage yeah. man, don't forget to love each other. Yeah. Alright, now we're gonna go to our outro. Now we've all done shout-outs. If you'd like to reach us by voicemail, our number is one seven eight five ATA Wow Five. That's one seven eight five two eight two nine six nine five. You can send emails to show at allthingsazeroth.com. And if you like what we do here, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash allthingsaz. Join our Battle.net group at bit.ly slash bnetata. Check out Ali's show at dungeonfables.com and Toasty Stream at twitch.tv slash toastypostycan. Find all of us on Twitter. The show is at allthingsaz. I'm at medros, at fandeath for fandeath, at toastypostycan for toasty, and at Alianders K for Ali. You can find the network at Dawnforge. And please do check out other shows from the Dawnforge network, including Group Quest. And we'll be back next week. In the meantime, take care, happy hunting, and we'll see you on the other side of, well, more BlizzCon Online news, I'm sure. Mega Dungeon! Mega Dungeon! And Infinite Pirate Dragons! Copyright 2021 Dawn Forge Productions. Head to thedawnforge.com for more information.